We meet again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The checks march on and the holders are out. It's Monday, 28th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy, especially if you're from the Czech Republic, Jim. Mm. Or Belgium. Or Belgium. Or anywhere. Or anywhere. Yeah, or the, anywhere. The people from the Netherlands need it. Yeah. They do. They need, they a, need our love. A big old boost. Mm. My goodness, chaps, it's uh, heating up, isn't it, in, in England's side of the draw? Yes. <laughs> uh, and the other side of the draw as well, because we've got Belgium versus Italy, which is a big old beefy match. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Let's start with the Netherlands versus Czech Republic. After I ask you, Pete Donaldson, how was your weekend? I enjoyed it. Great. I uh, went to the the match in a orange micro dress. Did you really? No, oh. didn't do any of that. Do you know what? I saw the guys in the match. Uh, they were wearing the orange suits. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a bit of a trope because I've seen uh, when the Netherlands came to Wembley once. I can't remember when exactly. I saw those uh, orange beauties. The guys who were dressed as had lion face paint as well. No, there was no face paint going on. No. They just have an orange sort of polyester suit. It's probably tiger that was face. The, that was the foxy bingo. Man. <laughs> <laughs> saw them on the tube once in London Underground. Mm. There you go. Um, good to see them. Yeah, I mean, it genuinely was good to see that much Dutch colour in the, in the stadium, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm. That's that's what they are. They do quite literally light up a tournament. Well, they're lacking Dutch courage, Jim. It, well, in, well, you, you'd hope they don't have Dutch courage during a game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first 10 minutes would probably be raring to go and out, flying out the blocks but after that you would think yeah probably is it courageous probably to probably shouldn't have been drunk when I started the game <laughs> is, it, is it courageous to handle a ball to present uh, someone with a a red card situation <laughs> evidently not <laughs> is that courageous I mean seeing it live it seemed really daft and you're like well obviously he's going to get sent off I can't believe it took that long seeing the replay was like yeah that's exactly what I thought <laughs> And then seeing the replay after the game, when there's, there's been a bit of time to settle, it's yeah, like, you got, this still silly. is utterly clownish. <laughs> this is one of the most ridiculous <laughs> shapes I've ever seen a human being make. Why, yeah. would you, why is everyone blaming the manager? You, like, I'm sorry, I don't yeah. care where you are as a manager. You mm. cannot like plan for that. A man t- doing a bit of handball. Yeah, unless De Boer has said, look, if... If he's got the beating of you, fall over and slap the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he did say that he would take the blame, although I did feel sorry for Matthias Dillick because he said after the match, what I've done has cost us. Mm. And when you hear a young lad like this, just, yeah, oh, you, you, you feel very sorry. Kind of hang over his career. But, it, but it, it did change the match, didn't it? Oh, the way, the, I mean, but then the change didn't necessarily have to be made where you lose your wing backs so you can't bomb on. It's like, you yeah. Can, you can I mean, not Dubois, do that. Dubois could be the way that they re- he reacted to it. I mean, by the way, and everyone's everyone's um, you're very clever with hindsight, aren't they? People then after the game, well, the Czechs bossed this. They absolutely bossed this. They ran the show. They deserved it. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. If you'd have said halfway through the first half, or for the majority of the first half, I would say, and even right up to the goal, lest we forget they had a chance, the Dutch, mm. you said, you know, Czech Republic are going to win this 2-0. I don't think many people would have believed no, you. No, absolutely And of not. course the game ebbs and flows, but the sending off was absolutely crucial. It was, but because purely because it was quite tight, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. the, the, for me, the hallmark of the second of the first half was um, the Dutch having to go back to Stegelenberg because mm. they just couldn't get through the Czech line. And mm. They were so, so organised. Yeah, but, but they missed a chance, a one-on-one. Seconds, was it? You know, a minute or something like that before Delic gets sent off. Yeah. Now, they should score that. Yeah. It should be 1-0 up there. How a game suddenly sort of changes. Yeah, the Czechs played it well. I mean, the Dutch... The question marks have always been over the the, the, the Dutch defence. Gary Neville has said this a number of times. Our very own Luke Aaron Moore. 
has uh, very much uh, been uh, um, an opponent, I would go as far to say, to, to old uh, Le- Frank de Boer. Liverpool found it very hard this season <laughs> without they, Virgil van Dijk. They did. They did, very much yeah. did. Um, so I, I know that the, the, the Netherlands defence has been in question and people saying, well, when they play a good side, you know, they might struggle. Well, of course, the way the draw opened up, you know, the, the, the best sides are in the other um, side of the draw. So yeah. maybe they could have gone on a run. Um and of course, yeah, the Czechs did well to sort of contain them a bit. On another day, you know, the Dutch might have scored. They didn't create too much. So the Czechs, I suppose you could say, managed the game well. And then when the mistake or the error happened with the sending off, you know, they pounced. Yeah. And you've got to give them full credit for that. They were really patient with it as well, they which were. was interesting because the Dutch seemed to fall apart under, yeah. under the very idea that they only had 10 men now. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like the Czechs were like, were like bombing bombing yeah. up and like, like trying to just batter the door down they were mm, really tidy, really yeah. patient just kept to their tidy game mm. and well, obviously it paid off well Shil Harvey the, the manager of the Czech Republic of course who got a lot of praise um, pre-tournament by various journalists I mean on, on the Lions Watch podcast Luke and I did on, in the run up to the tournament we interviewed um, Czech journalist who said he is a brilliant manager he's brought the team together they're well drilled and it's all the cliches that people can say well shouldn't most teams be like that well going no. on that game <laughs> you know you would suggest that but but he really has fostered a great team spirit with a side who have um, a, a sort of a differing uh, recent history with, with, with major tournaments they failed to get to some they've not really performed that great they've done very well in others in, in recent memory so to get a, a side like the Czech Republic going He's he's done extremely well. We saw with with Hungary, you know, at one point they were going through, you know, what team spirit can can do mm. and and being well organised. But they have a bit of quality. Mm. Holles was brilliant. Um, oh, I, I think it's pronounced Holles. I don't want to call him Holes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was so busy all the time. He's like an attack dog. He's like, I want the ball. Get yeah, me the ball. Thank absolutely you. right. And then of course with with Schick up front, real quality there to put the ball in the net. His mm. fourth goal of the of the, the championship so far, um, and they were excellent. But the Dutch, though, I mean. Attack is is really the only thing they did. We saw them in the group stages, sort of a bit of a swashbuckling start, and they entertained. Yeah, they were decent. Um, with this though, as soon as something went wrong, it was bad. Mm. Yeah, but that's the thing. You can lose a game heroically with ten men, as you know. We've seen our very own England do that on occasion. But to crumble the way they did, mm. that I was, is I, I was, quite damning. I was on uh, Van Arnholt's transfer market. Uh, thing. Oh, I was yeah. like, he looks like he's played about 40 games this season, but he clearly hasn't. He's yeah. only played like 20 for Palace, but, mm. and yeah. he won't be playing anymore because <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> I, my expectation of the Dutch was that they would, um, they would lose in an entertaining way where they just their defence sort of fell apart and they mm. just someone pumped them for, for goals. And I suppose you could argue that that happened, but I didn't expect it to be as uh, quite as self-destructive and also quite as meek. Yeah, I, I suppose know, that's yeah. the that's the thing with tournament football, isn't it? Your your expectations count for nothing mm-hmm. essentially. But I think that's what Shilhavi's done with the Czechs. There is that they've come through a tough group, and I think as as you know, Luke made the point. Actually, England's group was tougher than people might think. You know, Croatia still a handy side. They obviously play in Spain later. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm. The Czechs themselves are good. People saying this side can go further than actually people might give them credit for. Um, so, I mean, against the Dutch, like, like I say, with, I know what you mean with the Dutch, you know, the way they played. Again, the way the group kind of pans out, they're thinking to themselves, we could have a run at this. Because, mm. you know, Czech Republic, they would think, well, we're the, the superior side here. They were the favourites, of course they were. But Shilhavi and, and, and the Czechs, they, they didn't seem to be afraid of anybody. No. And, and nor should they be. And he, <clears throat> the way they, we, we often hear the term, especially in this tournament, game management. That's the, yes. That seems to be the, 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 one of the buzz phrases of this Euro. <laughs> is that the, it was a case of, they're going to come at us. 
let's just batten down the hatches and weather the storm and the mistakes, the, 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 the cracks will appear mm. at some point. Mm. And they probably would have done. I mean, they didn't realise it was going to be such a spectacular one with, with the sending off, of course. But the fact of the matter is, after nearly conceding, goalkeeper makes a great save, to then have De Ligt on the turn, which he's not that great at, getting his feet in a bit of a mess. And Neville said himself, you never slip. You get yourself into a bit of a... Um, a bit of a panicky situation and then you you react as such yeah. and that seemed to be the case. Absolutely. Gary Neville did also say that every goalkeeper should save every shot though, didn't he? So, <laughs> when did he say that? It, I forget exactly when it was but it was it was on Sky. It was it okay. was it was mad. So yeah. give De Ligt a, a little bit of um, you know a bit of sympathy as well there. I, I think I think they were just confused by the fact that um, uh, the Czech Republic are playing uh, uh, number nine at right back. They're just like oh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know what's going on. That's I did happening. enjoy Kufal <laughs> tripping over the ball as well. <laughs> Uh-huh. You, you, it's surprising that that doesn't happen more. Really? <laughs> what do you mean? As in, like a little rotating, little rotating spear. Yeah, you don't want that. Your it's feet. Quite easy to knock your trip balance, hazard, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> true. You can stand on that and fall over like Kufal did. Uh, yeah, that's, you don't expect that of the winning team. You don't mm, expect no. a team to one of the professional footballers of a team to have stepped on the ball and fallen over, <laughs> and that not be the most calamitous thing in the game by by. Any stretch. No, it was the second goal that was the most calamitous. <laughs> the, the, what I loved about the setup for the second goal was the first touch to knock it through the two defenders was one of those sublime touches where you do that and you carve a whole team open. Mm. Like it was glorious. The second touch, you're like, oh, he's knocked that out of it too far wide. And then, unfortunately, <laughs> the third touch was obviously to pass it into Schick, who just sort of stroked it into the back of the net, which was which was delightful. The first goal, though, was uh, was quite damning again because. To have that sort of free header, that you know, quite close. I know it was a bit of a pinball sort of situation, but again, like you're down to ten men, do something other than think. All right, we've just got to attack or something. You know, like set up and go right. Okay, lads, this may go into extra time. We're going to have to be patient here. Mm. But I think that was the only the only thing. De Boer himself said, "I wanted to go to a three 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 after they were one 0 down, and the second goal went and killed them." But I, I don't know, like, there just seemed to be very little sort of, right, we're down to 10 men. Okay, let's keep the ball as much as we can. Let's mm. play conservatively. And with a player like Frankie de Jong in the centre of the pitch, you have the option of having someone who can put his foot on the ball and just knock it and sideways passes and backwards passes if needs be. Yeah. But there just seemed to be none of that. Panic, really, wasn't it? Completely. They just, just seemed to panic and it was a little bit... Um... I suppose unbecoming of such a, of such a great nation. <laughs> but, you, know, but, you expect more, but you do. And then, and then, of course, towards the end of the game, all they're doing is just hitting hopeful passes up the pitch. Surely you've got a plan going into a tournament for what happens if someone gets sent off. Well, you must do. You should do, shouldn't you? you and and this is why I think De Boer's going to come under heavy criticism because it looked like he didn't. Now I'm sure he did. And again, we can all sit here and say all this stuff. It's quite, you know, it's easier said than done. And I understand the panic that sets in. Da di da di da. But you you, just, you have to be better. Uh, and the Czechs thought, thank you very much. And it's a famous victory for them. And they play Denmark in the, in the quarterfinals. Both of those teams will be thinking, lads, what a chance. What a chance we've got. You know, yeah. none of this, you know, England and Germany thinking, oh, hang on. Those sides, with, with the momentum that they have, Czechs will feel, and, and, and also the way those two sides finish their games. The Danes have scored, what, they got eight goals in the last two games? You know, they hammered uh, uh, Russia. 
Yeah. And then they the way they beat Wales, they finished the game with a canter. That kind of energises you. Compare that to the yeah. way Belgium finished the game. We'll come on to them in a second. They've both got pedigree as well. And they there, do. there is something to be said for the sort of the power of nostalgia, isn't there? I mean, I suppose obviously Denmark are in this really unique situation where every positive thing that happens to them feels feels euphoric, as we discussed the other day, because mm. of this the, the sad circumstances of, of what happened earlier on in the group. Obviously, they've won it before in 1992 in, in, in exceptionally strange circumstances. Mm-hmm. The Czechs were in the final in 1996, of mm-hmm. course. And also, they have clearly got the calm heads needed to to be mature about that. Yeah, and it's it's so exciting for both teams. This is going to be really really interesting matchup. Yeah, I, two I completely... two Schmeichels contesting a final in the Euros. That's what I want to see. You want to see that? I don't want you? to see it. Yeah, no, obviously not at the same time. Not at the same time. Though. That, that would be madness. I don't know how that would even work. I don't think it would be possible. Actually, <laughs> um, we just get. Pete on the coaching staff, don't you? <laughs> Peter Schmeichel, that is not you. Mm. Okay. Um, I do like the fact that the Netherlands have been shown four red cards at the Euros, all against the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia. So why are we surprised, actually, it happened? Mm. Yeah, it's on and us. And it does, again, beg the question, Frank, you knew this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have looked at the history books. I thought I'd got get half one because they're just Czech now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a, well, he did just get a booking, didn't he? Initially. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then, uh, oh my goodness, you imagine though what it's been like being defended. It would be like being told, um, "I'm telling the teacher on you," and you're thinking the teacher's looking up at the evidence and oh, it's coming, <laughs> it's coming, don't send me off. The VAR is taking longer again, isn't it? Yeah, I think in, like by the t- time there's a check in the final, yeah, for for, for England's goal, um, <laughs> it will take about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thomas Hollis, he was the man of the match, and uh, he said after the game, "This is a dream, the best game of my life." No. <laughs> Isn't that nice, you see. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely stuff. That is, uh, but it was the first time the Netherlands didn't have a shot in a major tournament game since records began in 1980. Poor rubbish. I mean, that is slightly misleading because again, the way Marlon went through, yes, you know, I know that's not registered as a shot on goal. Um, but it's, I mean, it was a glorious chance. It was very well saved by the goalkeeper, um, but absolutely glorious. But yeah, they, they will face uh, Denmark on, on Saturday, um, which which will be an, an intriguing encounter, uh, uh, gentlemen. But I mean, it makes England's 1-0 win against the Czechs a little bit more impressive. <laughs> yes, you know, we were in the true group of death, but it was just a slow death. That's all. Yeah. Right. It was a very, very slow death. The sad thing about the Dutch going out is that we won't see Denzel Dumfries anymore. He's had a lovely time this yeah. summer. He's been brilliant, hasn't he? Yeah. Marauding up and down. Yeah, well, is he going to be marauding up and down the Premier League soon, Jim? I, I Well, it's tempting to assume that every player will be at one point, won't yeah. it? Because of um, our kind of ingrained Premier League-focused arrogance. So, <laughs> he probably. Could, he could be the subject of a £40 million move to sort of middling, ambitious Premier League side, and then he plays a dozen games and... That's about that. I think he's better than that. Isn't no, he? I, I think he is as well. I think but... they'll go for cheaper as well because it's a depressed market. I can't even talk about the d- this depressed market. People yes. are get, people who would be worth three hundred million are now one hundred million, and it's regarded as a good deal. Yeah. So I think he's a twenty million footballer, and people are like, "What a what a great deal!" Newcastle United. Nah, not, not, not too exciting. Too exciting. Twenty million is a lot as well. We had it? Van Aanholt in the championship, and look what look where he is now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, wherever he pops up next, or or even stays, because he can stay <laughs> where he is. Uh, we look forward to seeing him because we now know this is the thing. In the Euros, sometimes we think, oh, you don't really discover that new many many new players because of the internet and blah, blah, blah. You always blah. do, though, don't you? You always do, Jim, because <laughs> you can't be across everything. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. I read something, uh, some, some quote from uh, the worst manager in the history of the Premier League. 
um, Frank de Boer, uh, seven matches, seven defeats, zero goals, where he was saying that uh, it's not good for Marcus Rashford to have um, a coach like me. If he was coached by Frank, he would learn how to lose because he lost every game. Oh. Well, we're back to the football round with everybody. <laughs> oh, you've got to feel sorry for Frank the Farmer, haven't you? Yeah, you really do. <laughs> yeah, he's a great player as well. He was. Can't deny that. All right, it's time for emails. And uh, oh, we've got a new jingle from Stuart Cornelius. Press the button. Tickle your ivories. Football ramble. It's a pretty good place to start. Football ramble. But it just sounds a bit gimmicky. I think it's exciting around. Football ramble. Phil Neville. Confused testicles with balls. Very rarely does it all go completely silent because no one knows what to say. Where does this rank? Is it above or below punching the, the punching of the horse? They thought to themselves, Paul. Well, old Fizzer knows he's young. Personally, I think it's a bit of a silly one. You got email. Well done. Football ramble. <laughs> the home of Willie Wavy. You got email. Tune in this time next week to hear it again. Don't play it again. Stuart Cornelius. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Excellent. Lovely stuff. Well, that people aren't bothering to put the email address in anymore as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, show at footballrumble.com yeah. if you're interested. I'm, I'm impressed that he's taken some clips there of me on Sky News. That's how much yeah. digging he's done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, there we go. So uh, Fariha Rashid has been in touch and she says, with the pandemic inducing a lot more quality family time, we've naturally found ourselves watching a lot more movies and TV shows in the evenings. The other day, we ran across Dan 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 Gold on Netflix. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Vaguely. Remembering that the Pete's Film Club review for this wasn't as bad as, say, playing for keeps, I suggested to my family that we watch it. Sorry. This was a mistake. <laughs> Damn right it was. Please bear in mind that we are a South Asian household, so we're used to watching Bollywood movies on a regular basis and are familiar with the fact that they're very much hit or miss. This was a miss. I don't think Pete's <laughs> Film Club really conveyed the extent to which this movie is a massive dumpster fire. This is almost three hours of our respective lives we'll never get back. Did you guys miss the fact that the team doctor wore a jacket labelled with RN on the front? Now, I believe RN is registered nurse. Right, okay, it? is that what which the point is... is being made there? But if there's any Anything else that stands for RN, I want to know. I want yeah, to know. I mean, it could be many things, could couldn't it? Things. But I, I mean, yeah, I don't. Not enough to be a doctor, yeah. effectively. I think that's the point there. <laughs> Suffice to say, my movie-picking privileges have been revoked until further notice, <laughs> and I can't figure out whether it's the Ramble team's fault for glossing over how stupid this movie is, or whether it's my own fault for seriously considering a selection from Pete Donaldson. Yeah. A dig at the end there. I'd um, like to apologise and congratulate the Rashid family for being... Uh, playful with their movie choices. Yeah, I thought it's we... a long film. It was a long film. It was a long and the film. The overarching thing from Film Club was that that was about three and a half hours. It was insanely yeah. long. I-, I thought we put the boot into it quite heavily, and mm. maybe we did put the boot into it quite heavily, and it's still not enough to get a lo- get across how unenjoyable <laughs> that experience was. I think it's on them. I'm not. I, I'm sorry. Them. As right. as loathed as I am to to defend Pete, yeah. Um, I think we we. Did spell out how poor that that it was yeah. in Pete's film club. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to be a cracker. Have a look at Diamantino. I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. That was a good. That one. was weird. <laughs> Better than Dan 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 Gold. Definitely. Yeah. Which Absolutely. I believe is the fifth instalment. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, show at footballramble.com yeah. if you uh, have any more bones to pick with us. I suppose. <laughs> Playing for keeps. <laughs> Three words in that order that I thought I'd never hear again. <laughs> Didn't want to hear again, everybody. Right, uh, let's go back to uh, the Euros. Uh, Belgium beat Portugal. 1-0. 1-0. This was uh, 
Mm, would you call it a bruising encounter, Jim? Last half hour was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was uh, sort of little bruises when energy, you don't know where they came from. Energy sapping count, uh, affair, I would say. It's it was like, always going to be this, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it's quite attritional, I think. That We often think when you have two good sides who we know can score goals, they, they, they face off. Rarely is it a great game. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. This is, you've got to win. That's, that's the name of the game. And there's pressure on both sides. Portugal... Of course, with Ronaldo up front, he's aware that this... He, he, it's very likely he will play in, in the World Cup, presumably yeah. they qualify, which you would have thought they would. Um, He'll but get he, his record. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ali Dai's record is... Uh, joint record, we should say, is is, is safe uh, for another couple of months at least. I think <laughs> uh, 1st of September is when Portugal play their, their next World Cup qualifier. Um, so there was a bit of pressure on Portugal, obviously, the, the holders and, and whatnot, but also Belgium. How many times have we heard it's now or never for this Belgian side. Yeah. You know, they, they, they really, really didn't uh, uh, cover themselves in glory in the Euros when they were beaten by Wales. A great performance by Wales and all. But it, it was still mm. 2014 World Cup. They were a bit poor despite getting to the quarters. 2016, 2018, it was like, oh, hang on. And it was just a brilliant um, France side that obviously just edged them. But now it's kind of like, now's your chance. But mm. they've got Italy in the next round and then France probably. <laughs> I say France. as it, so I've tough. suddenly assumed France are going to win their games. But I... Would think it was that possible, they would be favourites, you know. Um, but it, 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 it's a bit of a game. But what did you make of this one, PT? Were you uh, en- were you thoroughly entertained or were you disappointed? Yeah, I, t- I don't know. Like Portugal, have, have such kind of riches in mm. in, 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 in uh, going going forward that I just think did modern managers just they're unable to kind of like put together a cohesive kind of plan for an offensive side. Yeah, they just kind of like he just seemed completely like. Halfway between several different kind of um, stools, so to speak. It was it was a really really good half hour, but like you know, Are you talking about Felix and yeah, we just he just, he just got like Fernandez like in the last match he he dropped mm. him obviously mm. and he and he looked way better in this match because he'd had a rest presumably, yeah. but Jota had a good had, had a poor tournament. Mm. Like why not why not sort mm. of give him a rest? I mean, he he's been poor all tournament. So I don't know. I think. Um, the Santos sort of said that Portugal had, had a load of shots compared to what, mm-hmm. what, what Belgium had, but pretty much all of them, I think, were outside the box. Yeah. And they were absolute uh, howitzers, and, 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 and you've got the Golden Glove, or the, I guess he, he would still be holding the Golden Glove right now, I suppose. What, Courtois? Uh, in, 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 in bins, uh, the World Golden Glove. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just... Um, but then on the other side, uh, Hazard and um, De Bruyne are going to be massive misses for the for yeah. their side. Hopefully, I mean, we, we don't know if not they too are serious. missing yet. But if they are, that De Bruyne's is pretty amazing news rough. for everyone else. <laughs> Terrible news for Belgium. Isn't it? Yeah, De Bruyne has looked really bad. That the, mm-hmm. the way his ankle bent is is not. Um, mm. That doesn't look like you, the sort of thing you just shrug off. But mm. I mean, hopefully for the sake of them. But does a player uh, right. does a player have such you know strike fear into the opposition as much as De Bruyne does at the moment? I mean, obviously you talk about you know the likes of Lukaku, who's great player, and as you mentioned Ronaldo and, and so on. But I mean, you saw what De Bruyne did when he came in against Denmark in the group. There's mm. a sense with De Bruyne, isn't there? If you can stop him doing stop him doing one thing, he will just think of something else. Yeah, I mean, he he really is like. You know, obviously one of the best players in the world, that to say the least. You could argue that he perhaps he is the best player at the moment. But the the influence he has, even when he went off, Portugal up their game. Yeah, and there's a few things at play Belgium that I understand. Sort of receded into themselves. But Belgium bit. are a bit like, okay, well, he's off now because when he's on the ball, 
he can, you know, he, he does all manner of things, but even like picking a long pass if, if you need yeah. that kind of outlet sort of thing. But when he came off, Portugal sense right, now we can we can turn it on. So you would worry for them if he's not playing against uh, Italy because it, that will give Italy a, a huge boost as well. But we shall see about that one. Uh, but what about Torgan's goal, Jim? Oh, it's beautiful, swerver. It? it? was the, the like, Roberto Carlos-esque kind of banana <laughs> swerve on it. Like, I loved... Um, the replays of that showed you quite how close Rui Patricio got to it as well. Mm. Uh, but it was it was that bend that took it in. And it was mm. going to take something special, wasn't it, to, it was. to, to kind of break a deadlock like that. You knew it Would was going to be this. Would you blame the goalkeeper at all? No, I don't think okay. so. I think it, the, enough the, swerve, the swerve on it is just too good. Like, mm. he did everything right and he can't really couldn't really stretch any further, could he? I'm sure he would have done. Let's yeah. not expect a gadget. Well, that's fair enough, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, it was nice to see Eden Hazard put in a shift in, even though mm. he got injured, though, Pete, mm. because I sort of... One could almost forget that he's a very, very talented footballer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's just nice to see him. Uh, no, I mean, he's not really a smile on his face. He's not really much of a smile, I would uh-huh. argue. But it's nice to see him playing with a bit, with it's feeling a little bit more expressive and freer. It's he, nice. Using his prominent rear. As I know you're his, a fan of that his, kind of using lovely bunk and all lovely of it soft bunk. junk. Um, I enjoyed Ronaldo Sanchez a lot as well, just mm. running through walls. Yeah, he's had a really good tournament. <laughs> what, what about Pepe running through people? Oh, perfect! <laughs> never retire. Never do what inject him with whatever is needed to keep that man on that pitch because the villainy is exceptional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was was glorious. It was. Were you? I was expecting. To be fair to Portugal, they dealt with Lukaku fairly well, considering what a handful he is physically. He had a um, big role in the goal, though. No, he he did, he did. But that's what, what I was going to say, is physically, uh, you know, intelligence-wise, uh, just goal-scoring, you know, he's he's got the lot. He's, yeah. he's, he's got everything as, as, as a player. And and his selflessness is often highlighted, mm. which we talk about, say, someone like Olivier Giroud for France. But Giroud, doesn't, in the international stage, doesn't really back it up too much with goals, certainly, of late. I know he's goal-scoring. Not in tournaments, yeah. He, not in tournaments. I know he's scored a lot of goals for France, but, you, you know, the point has been made, whereas Lukaku seems to do all that and add the goals yes. so he's such a threat so the fact is that he didn't score he didn't have any sort of clear cut chances really they sort of did a job but I I did think we were going to see a bit more schoenhelsery from Pepe towards him mm. um, but obviously it wasn't needed really no. maybe maybe Pepe was a bit scared actually maybe <laughs> maybe even Pepe was a bit like oh, do you know what I, uh, I could look I could be made to look a fool here yeah exactly and then Torgan Hazard brilliant. presented himself and he was like thank you that's well, what I've been waiting for it's not like players weren't trying to bring Lukaku down no. it's just easier said than done isn't yeah. it yeah well I think that's probably the point I mean Palinje was it in the first half when he just tried to haul him down and Lukaku's like no, no. <laughs> it was like the original Ronaldo you know when yeah, he would yeah, burst yeah. through obviously that goal against Compostela we all remember that one when, but you you just how do you stop this man <laughs> but to be fair to Portugal they sort of marshaled Lukaku they, 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 they weren't too bad but he is just he's just relentless isn't he I mean, he's, he, he said earlier in the week when people talk about Lewandowski Benzema Kane Suarez they say it's world class level with me it was always about good form I belong with that group you have to agree Absolutely, with him. He does. Massively agree. 63 goals for Belgium. Yeah. It's an astonishing record. And only you, 28. And you can see that that sort of that's sort of slightly winding him up because I wouldn't put him down as particularly arrogant. You know, that's the kind of, if someone like, you know, Ronaldo comes out with some sort of quote like that, you kind of expect it. But with Lukaku, you know, his whole life, if you look at his backstory when he was in Belgium, it was always about proving people wrong mm. because of the horrific abuse and so on he, he, he would sometimes get when he was playing younger football. So yeah, like butter him up. Do you know what I mean? Like before the game, you should say, "Oh yeah, he's like the best striker in the world," and all the rest of it. Because otherwise, he's going to go right. I'll bloody well show you, you know, <laughs> and it will be quite devastating. There was the, uh... there was a lovely moment where uh, Lukaku at the end of the match was like hugging Cristiano Ronaldo and sort of giving him, 
some whisperings and it was here mm. and you could tell Cristiano could see the camera approaching yeah. and he had to yeah. kind of pull away so he could do his oh now I'm gutted face yeah. to kind of yeah he know. was a bit like look man I've just lost we're out <laughs> I, can, think, I just, think can we get this over with Lukaku probably just whispered finished player <laughs> mm, Penaldo yeah Gostiano Penaldo Gostiano Penaldo how many free kicks do you need to get uh, <laughs> a goal? Uh, yeah much was made about Ronaldo's free kick taking apparently he scored one in his last 50 for Portugal is that no one scored a free kick in the, in the uh, currently yeah, no in the, the and there's been loads of own goals, like mm. more than like the last nine tournaments combined. Really, right. And also, we're not far off there being, um, not far off overtaking the amount of goals in the last tournament altogether already. Like, oh, there's really? always weird little quirks about yeah. tournaments, and there's there's loads in this one. Yeah, no, that's very true. Uh, Roy Keane was a bit upset with Joao <laughs> Felix. Call them an imposter. <laughs> Twice. It's that like, guy's an imposter. He's an imposter. Your country needs you. He comes on. Hit the target. A hundred million. If I was Ronaldo, I'd be going after him in the dressing room. He's going to do that anyway. But yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the sort of thing one of those like Penaldo accounts says. It's amazing. He's gone full troll. I'd, honestly, Roy Keane, you know, he, he he brightens it up, but he's getting to the point where it's just like, just maybe do some, like, figure out what you're going to bloody say. And that's rich coming from me, but figure out what you're going to say. And mm-hmm. don't just fall back on, he's not trying hard enough. Well, he just, he's, he's not kicking hard he's enough. He's waiting for somebody to fall below the standards. Because, I mean, yeah. that chance, it was more of a half chance that Felix had when it came to him on the edge of the box. And obviously, he hit it wide. I mean, it was quite close to his feet. You can't really. Let's so analyse the game. We don't need, like, that <laughs> yeah. man is bad. Turn off Look your at the bad man. <laughs> An imposter. Imposter. Yeah. Imposter. Mm. I mean, that is very, very harsh indeed. The thing is for Portugal, obviously Ronaldo, you would... Well, do you know what? I was about to do that whole, you know, right off the Germans. He's coming towards the end of his... He'll be playing for another 10 years at this level. Probably. Um, but with Portugal, again, you know, one or two players, Pepe would be another obvious one, and, and Ronaldo age-wise. But, you know, Joao Felix is obviously a very, very good player. You know, he's he's very young. You know, they 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 do have options. And you would imagine if you're Bruno Fernandes, you, you want to be... Because he likes to be the main man. You yeah. would think come on, mould the team round me. But as you say, he's not starting every game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a really good squad, isn't it? On paper, you would think it's better than the squad that won mm-hmm. Euro 2016. So yeah. they, they do have to go away and have a rethink about how they're going to get the best out of mm-hmm. the, these these players coming through. And mm-hmm. Ruben Diaz is a, is a young guy. I mean, I know he that, that he had a header, of course, that went straight yeah. to Courtois another day. That And Portugal came away saying, we were unlucky. Aguero uh, hit the post. I said and Paul Jewell there. <laughs> not Portugal. Paul, <laughs> Paul Jewell. Was he unlucky <laughs> repeatedly? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Portugal, they weren't on it like a car bonnet. And uh, oh. if you remember, Portugal. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for those who remember that story. Um, but yeah, but Portugal, they, they felt they were unlucky. And it's true, on another day, they would have got an equaliser. And also it's a tough draw, isn't it? It's a very tough draw. But I think on the balance of play and what we've seen at this tournament, I think you know Belgium. I think are the, I think they're the mm. second best team in this tournament. But I just think Portugal really. I think they flattered to deceive at the end of that game against Hungary. Yeah, obviously they were a bit overawed against a German mm. team that aren't you know aren't mm. one of aren't a vintage German team, and also the game against France was a little bit odd. Mm. Um, I just yeah, I just think that actually when you when you look back at all of their performances, it's quite underwhelming. But do you not think, with, with the coach Santos, you, you mentioned their performance five years ago, of course, when they won the tournament. It was it was very attritional when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. they played. You know, you look at their results and performances, three draws they went through from the group. Um, you know, a late goal in extra time against, I think it was Croatia, penalties against Poland. A favourable draw, let's be honest, against Wales in the semi-final, where again, it was just attritional. And then in the final, hats off to them. Uh, you know, beating France in Paris. Um, 
but if you look at the squad now, they have more flair going forward. They have more attackers. And I think with with Santos, the way he sort of sets them up, they won the UEFA Nations League, by the way. We can't forget. And mm. they had that on their shirts, apparently. Did, yeah. Craig Shooter got in touch on Twitter. Which is, which, oh, did he? Yeah. yeah, good old Craigie. Um, I, I just wonder if he is a coach, when you have all that attacking talent, there's a kind of, a, oh, I should maybe do that. And yes, it's a tough, look, it's a tough game. You've been beaten by Belgium. For my money, the second best team at the, at the tournament behind France. It's no disgrace to go out by the odd goal and another day you may have gone through. But I just wonder if with this Portugal side, when you when you break down their results and performances, was he a little bit, no, no I, I prefer to play defensively. And he had, in, as I say, five years ago, Nani and Ronaldo up front. Mm. You kind of know what you're doing there. Whereas this time round, not sure how to set up. Uh, should I go more attacking? I sort of have a duty to, to do that. Is this not what people are saying about England as well, though? Possibly. Mm. But England, I think, is a bit different. I mean, th- these are the holders, of course. They've won the tournament playing yeah. a certain style of play. And then a few more players come along, like Felix and, and Fernandes more to, prominently. Felix is an imposter, though. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that's probably ruined it. Yeah. By the way, I mentioned Nani there. You see, on the weekend, he got the winner against uh, Inter Miami. Fizzes no, into Miami. <laughs> There's 14 sides in the in the division that uh, in, that fizzes in. They're 12th. It's not not great, is it? Struggling. No. <laughs> if he wants that Newcastle job, which he obviously does, he's, he's going the right way about it. it. No, he's going very much the right way about it. Me, yeah. um, but, but there we are. But yes, as we mentioned, Belgium will play Italy in Munich on Friday night, which is proper tasty. Pete Donaldson. Be organised. Get yeah. through these rounds. He's talking to me. What I need to do. <laughs> See, Belgium, Italy is an exciting one, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what to make of Italy now because they were so different in, uh, at Wembley than they were in the groups. Mm. And I wonder if that's just the circumstances of the game. Or yeah, whether... but, they, but they came good though. They yeah, showed it yeah. in extra time because against Austria, Austria actually played that really well. So well organised. They were. And but Belgium are really well organised as well. They are, but Belgium will show more attacking, attacking intent, whereas Austria were happy to sit back because they know, again, that they're the inferior side, a bit mm. like the Czechs, but Austria didn't have that moment against Italy whereas the Czechs did against the Dutch. Uh, and Italy are a superior side to, to the Netherlands, of course. But yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. Italy in the group played... Italy have played teams so far that they've been expected to win against. Um, against Belgium, that'll be... You know, it's a huge test uh, for, for, for both sides, you, you would argue. Uh, tonight, we've got Croatia v Spain, tasty one of France versus Switzerland. Um, David De Gea is apparently amongst the Spain players uh, practising penalties in training because he missed in the Europa League final. Yeah. So they are going to have all, um, no stone will be left unturned for, for <laughs> Luis Enrique's side. Um, so uh, so there we are. Um, sadly for Croatia, Ivan Perisic has tested positive for COVID-19. That's a huge miss. That's a miss. big miss. Oh, this, it's so sad when you hear that. Obviously, it was a shame for Scotland with Billy Gilmore. Um, and there's other other players, you know, England and Mason Mount. We'll see if he starts tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Perisic is a huge miss. Um, but in pure footballing terms, it is um, it is a chance for Spain. It is indeed. Who do you fancy for it, Peter? You've given all your predictions. Remind me who what you predicted for this one. Uh, I think I probably saw Spain to go through, and, and, and unless I didn't, did you say be France on I penalties? Think, yeah, Switzerland. I think I, I think at this point, all better off. Like there'll be really? sort of, people will just be really, really tidy. People will not want to uh, let any let anything pass them. So uh, yeah, I don't think it might go to penalties. So we'll see. Go. Yeah, this will be very short passy. <laughs> <game, won't> <laughs> very saucy indeed. Before we go, everybody, our TV giveaway is back for another week. Thanks to our friends at Toshiba, we're giving away a 65-inch TV every Friday throughout the Euros over on our Patreon. Wow. You need to be a UK resident and signed up to our Patreon to 
enter. So head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble to get involved. We've had two lucky winners so far and there are two more to come. Remember that signing up for a higher tier on our Patreon increases your chances of winning. Good luck, everybody. On tomorrow's show, Kate Vish and Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Are we saying goodbye? <laughs> On tomorrow's show, Kate Vish and Pete Donaldson. Yes, Looking I am involved. Yes, yeah. well, ask me a question. You can't just shout things at me. What do you yeah. mean, ask me a question? Ask you, me a question. Am think, I having a good time? A, do you think you're meant to give a preview of a show that hasn't happened yet? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I you're just, just shouting my name. I was just excited to know you're okay, on tomorrow. Okay, okay, I'm on tomorrow. Yes, Lovely. I'll be on tomorrow. I'm looking are you forward look, to you it. You are looking forward I'm to it. I'm going to do the show and I'm going to go to my old house and do some weeding and I'm going to watch the England Germany match. I'm going to have a lovely time. You're going to weed your old house? I'm going to weed my old house. Why? Just weed it. <laughs> it's, it's not your weed. problem anymore, is it? <laughs> no, but I... Terrible people. I don't want to get an email from the estate saying, pity you've left weeds in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> your responsibility was to get rid of the weeds. Less said about that, the better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Yeah, also, careful. I've buried some bones I need to exhume. <laughs> George from Rainbow <laughs> and his dark present. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're welcome, Thank mate. you, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Farewell. <laughs> Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.